Welcome to the Holy Hot Mess Podcast. I'm your host, Heather, and this is the podcast where we strive for holiness even when everything in the world and our personal lives can feel like it's a massive hot mess. From deep theological chats to simple practical advice, we talk about it all here, all in hopes that we can encourage each other to keep our eyes, hearts, and minds set on heaven. Hi, guys. So, um, where am I recording to? I can't see on the ret- Okay, I'm making sure I'm not going to like record over something else. I'm kneeling on the side of my bed right now. My kids are playing with their Kindles. I have, can't do math, like 40 minutes before they are going to go to jujitsu. And we got to start loading up and stuff. But if you noticed, we have a new intro. And we have a new intro because I'm a hot mess. No, I'm just kidding. I don't like to like lean into that. Um, I have a few external hard drives and um, the one I'm using right now is a solid state hard drive, which are pretty, pretty impact resistant. So we're going to go with this one from now on because my other one, which is a spinning disc hard drive, had about two terabytes of podcast stuff on it. And um, one of the kids knocked it off my desk. In retrospect, I shouldn't have left it out on the desk. And it hit the ground, and it now won't connect. It turns on, but, like, I can't pull anything off of it. So I lost an episode that I recorded with a doctor, which is super mortifying. Um, she was amazing. Maybe, I don't know, maybe she'll let me record with her again. I don't know. She was phenomenal. But, um, so, yeah. Uh, one of the things, really the biggest thing was I lost Mel, uh, Dr. Mel's uh, Zoom recording audio, but I also lost my intro and outro for the podcast. Um, so really not too devastating. Like it was embarrassing to have to tell her that I lost the file, but it was all actually okay because all I had to do was re-record the intro and outro. And I kind of like this one. So I don't know. Let me know what you think. And um, for any of you that have been here for a long time, I've changed the intro outro a lot because um, because I do. You can hear my cat licking herself over here if you can. Kelly. Um, I'm not even going to edit that out. Don't have the time. Anyways, um, so I wanted to give a little intro to this podcast. I'm going to this podcast recording. I'm going to put links and whatever in the bio. Um, but if you follow me on Instagram, um, or for friends in real life or friends on Facebook or whatever, um, you know that I have been doing CrossFit for eight years and I love me a cult. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I always, I always joke about that, but no, you know, you meet those people and it's like CrossFit, CrossFit, CrossFit. Like I'm sure everybody has encountered that one like crazy person in their life that won't shut up about CrossFit. Well, I can be that person sometimes. I admit that. I'm very like when I find something I love or learn something new, I'm like, everybody should know this. If this is good for me, it's probably good for everybody. Like that's kind of my personality. And uh, CrossFit has just helped me in so many ways in my life. So many ways. Uh, Self-esteem. It actually is one of my walks to Christ uh, moments I had in a CrossFit gym. And I talk about that, I think, a little bit with Father Dan. I recorded this um, <laughs> like 10 days ago. And we're just now getting around to recording the intro outro, having a minute to do a little intro-ish right here. So it's not totally fresh in my mind, but the audio all worked. Um, anyways, I found Father Dan. Father Dan 
is a Catholic priest. I believe he was ordained in 2019. He is from southeastern Virginia, which is where I'm from. I'm from Virginia Beach. He's from Virginia Beach. We find that out um, in the podcast, which was super cool. He's a priest in the Diocese of Richmond, which is a massive diocese. So he's currently in Portsmouth, Virginia. And he used to be a jujitsu guy. What do you call it? Somebody who does jujitsu, a jujitsu or martial artist? I don't know. Um, and which my kids do jujitsu. So it was just kind of super cool. Turns out one of my twins' godfathers, he knows. Like it was just crazy. Well, I reached out to Father Dan because Father Mike Schmitz had a um, homily. I'll put that in the links if I remember. If I don't remember, somebody email me. <laughs> Does anybody listen to this podcast? I don't know. So Father Mike Schmitz from Ascension has a video or a homily or something where he talks about like the things the church can learn from CrossFit. And it's it's really, really wonderful. Um, things like you don't have to jump full for like head first. Like there's basic things you show up and do. But aside from that, like we just want you to be a better person. We just want you to make better choices. Like, you know, all the workouts are scalable. Anybody can do it. Um, the community aspect, things like that. And Father Dan posted something on Instagram one day. He's a crossfitting priest. I follow him and a few others. I think it's pretty cool to see priests have other lives or other aspects to their lives. And um, so I'll put his and Father Stevens links, um, you know, Instagram handles in the show notes. But sorry, I'm feeling super winded. <laughs> I don't know why. Super winded. So if I'm breathing heavy, I apologize. Anyways, might be talking super fast and maybe that's why. I don't know. I have a deep breath. Okay, here we go. <laughs> oh, God, I mean, I clearly haven't been in front of this microphone for like a month. So I'm just, for some reason, I'm stressing about it. Anywho, we talked to, I talked to Father Dan about CrossFit, what the church can learn from CrossFit, what CrossFit has taught him, um, you know, the community aspect, just things like that. It was a really good chat. He's a really good guy, and now I really want him to come to this local CrossFit competition I just did. It's a pretty big competition, so if him and Father Steven can team up, we could have two CrossFitting priests at this regional competition. It's really cool. Um, so yeah, I hope you guys enjoy it. Um, if you have something you want me to talk about in a podcast, if you have a faith question that you're like, I don't understand this, can you dive deeper? Can you help me explain in layman's terms? You know... Maybe I'm having a problem with this in my practical life and in my vocation and keeping things balanced or that's a fallacy, but you know, finding practical ways to do X, Y, Z. Just let me know and I will research it and make a podcast on it. You can find me on Instagram at Heather Yar, Y-A-R-R, -R, and then there's an underscore after it. The podcast also has its own Insta, um, Insta, who says that? That word is never coming out of my mouth. Instagram, I'm 34. And um, it's Holy Hot Mess Podcast. I don't really post much to it, but if you DM me there, I will get it. And you can also email me at holyhotmessmom at gmail.com. So let me know. Oh, another thing. It's been like a minute since somebody has given me a great review on Instagram. Not Instagram. <laughs> Since somebody has given me a good review, oh, on like Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, um, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen, 
So wherever you listen, if you could go give us a five-star review and write a sweet little review, I'll give you a little shout out. Might even, might, if you, you know what, if you take a screenshot of your happy, sweet, five-star amazing review about how much you love this podcast, and then take a screenshot of it and email it to me, holyhotmessmom at gmail.com, I will send you Holy Hot Mess Mom podcast because they were made before the podcast name changed, um, sticker and a Catholic woman sticker that I have a thousand of because nobody ever bought them when I had them in an online store. So I don't have a thousand. I have like 50. So if you want one of those, give me, give us a great review here. Let us know how we're doing. Um, anyways, enjoy this podcast with Father Dan. I'm super excited you guys get to listen in on this. Oh, one more thing is the audio cut off right at 40 minutes. Not really sure why there were not more than three participants on the Zoom. I'm much more technologically advanced than I am appearing right now, and I apologize. But I'm also trying to juggle this completely by myself, like in the crevices of life that I can possibly fit this in, hoping that it will touch one person's soul, just the one person that needs to hear it. So if you're the person that needs to hear it, super glad you're here. Um, so yeah, so like the end kind of like abruptly cuts off because I was like, something's about to happen. But um, but he was super chill. So enjoy the podcast and um, I will check in with you guys later. So I just came from the gym too. Nice. Okay. So I just came from the gym too. And I am the kind of person that when I work out for like five hours later, I'm bright red in the face. Like I've been in Sam's Club before and somebody says like, are you okay? I'm like, I just worked out five hours ago. Are you having time. a stroke? Yeah. Yeah. And so we're going like after this, I'm going to go to confession. And then we have a friend's first communion or their uh, kid's first communion. And so my husband's like, why are you getting all dressed up? But you're also wearing gym clothes. I was like, we have a lot to do today. Um, yeah. But uh yeah, I mean, you can wear whatever you want. That's fine. I am recording the video, but normally I just do the audio. Um, I don't know if I'm that tech savvy. I try to be, but um, it's it's a lot to like try to handle. And I like to just kind of lean into my podcast name, Holy Hot Mess. Mm-hmm. So like, if I get interrupted, like I don't I don't put too much stock on it. But yeah. So um, okay. So I just want to first. Um, I'm gonna I'll do a whole intro about you and mm. stuff too. But can you just tell me a little bit about you, like where you grew up? Um, because you're from, you're from where I'm from. I grew up in Virginia. So nice. uh, Yeah. So when you, where where did you grow up? So I grew, I went to Lansdown high school. Okay. Um, yeah. And my husband grew up in Hampton. Okay. He he just yelled seven, five, seven. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah. So, um, my sister still lives in Virginia beach. My parents, my dad was Navy. So they're retired now, but yeah, when I, when I saw, I was like, first you're a CrossFit priest. Then you're in my ho- my home stomping ground, and then yeah. I was just listening to an interview um, that you did with the struggling Catholic, and yeah, yeah. Um, and I didn't know that you did ju- uh, Brazilian Jiu Jitsu too. That's what my kids are in. I used to. Uh, okay. Since I started doing CrossFit, I haven't really kept yeah. up with Jiu Jitsu. Just I don't have enough time to train both. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I really the only reason I started doing CrossFit is because my the jujitsu gym was too far away and like yeah. there was literally a crossfit gym two blocks from the rectory front door it was it was a little bit meant to be yeah it was like too much to pass up and yeah my best friend at the time had been trying to get me to do crossfit for the entire time i was in seminary and so i was like all right well i'll try it out i, I guess, guess i'll try it out yeah, <laughs> yeah. But i have a a friend she does jujitsu uh-huh. Both my two oldest kids do jujitsu, and I I tried it for a couple weeks or for a couple of sessions, 
Yeah. I'm just not sure if I'm ready to like invest more money in fitness yeah. because I'm already doing CrossFit five days a week, but I loved it. Um, but it was just, she was cracking up because if you get me either talking about Catholicism uh-huh. or CrossFit or jujitsu, like <laughs> it's very apparent that thank God I didn't find an actual cult because I'm very attracted to these cultish, like kind of these like lifestyles, you know what I mean? So, um, yeah. Yeah, And one's not good enough. Like you can't just be Catholic or just be a Christian. You have to do all of them. You have to do all the cults. Yeah. So when, when somebody saw me like trying out jujitsu, they were like, Oh no, here we go. Like, we're going to have to hear about how great jujitsu and everything is now. Um, yeah, that's funny. So did you grow up in the diocese of Richmond? Yeah, I grew up in Virginia beach. My father was Navy. So oh, okay. cool. yeah, we grew up in Bayside. Uh, do you know where right. Shore Drive and Independence meet? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like right there. My dad's That's awesome. last duty assignment was Little Creek. So we lived right across the street from there for- So did you go to Bayside time. High School? I would have. That's where I was zoned, but my parents sent us to Cape Henry. Oh, okay. All right. So I was yeah, actually we wondering if you went to Bishop Sullivan. No, um, no. Okay. Yeah, I didn't. I went to public high school, but uh, okay. So then you- went to college and you went, uh-huh, to, Franciscan? I went to Franciscan. Okay. Mm-hmm. And that is where you found out you wanted to be a priest. Not did really. You, I mean, did you I already knew, know? You already yeah, knew? I knew I wanted to be a priest or I had a, a strong inkling. Um, cool. I mean, probably from about midway to the end of my freshman year mm-hmm. uh, until like, I mean, I, everyone in my high school knew I wanted to be a priest. I got awesome. voted most likely to become a priest at oh a high school you know, like, yeah, I was like, shut up. No, it's not. I could do something different. I could do something life. else with my life. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, and then it was after college that I was like, no, nah, I don't want to do that anymore. And yeah. Yeah. So that led me back to Virginia Beach and then EMS after that. And then yeah. from there to the Middle East, from the Middle East to seminary. And here wow. I am. Awesome. That's awesome. So where'd you go to seminary at Catholic we, University? No, St. Mary's in Baltimore. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, my husband's best friend gets complicated. My husband's best friend, Uh, older brother, but like they're Irish twins. They were super close in age. He was, you know, quote unquote raised Catholic, like the majority of Catholics are Eastern Christmas and don't really know the faith. And, um, but he, um, ended up converting to the Methodist church and then in like high school. And he was, upon graduating high school, they were having him like give sermons and stuff. He was super on fire for Jesus. Went to ODU, got his, uh, I think he ended up getting his master's in engineering or maybe his undergrad, but he ended up going to some Methodist seminary in- Are you talking about Seth? Yes, Seth Stephen. <laughs> He's one of my twins' godfathers. <laughs> Is he really? <laughs> yes. I was going to ask you, I'm like, oh my gosh, yeah. So we've known Seth like this whole time, Brandon was just on the phone with Shane. Um, yeah. <laughs> that's crazy. I was gonna, I've been meaning to ask Seth if he knew you. Cause I oh, was yeah. gonna do Seth this. Oh yeah, Seth was assigned to my parish oh my the first year I was a priest. Really? For, well, for the summertime. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, cause now he's, I don't know if his pastoral, I don't really understand how it works. Do you do a pastoral year and then you go back to school? Yeah, so okay. seminary, it really depends. You can do it one of a couple different ways. I'll try and simplify and streamline it as best I can. So you need an undergraduate degree. So many guys, if they don't have one, will go to college seminary. So they get their four-year undergrad bachelor's degree. Mm -hmm. Then you go to four years of major seminary if you've done the four years of undergrad. And then in the middle of those four years, you would get pulled out and do a pastoral year, at least in our dive. Okay. 
And so that would make seminary from beginning of undergrad to ordination nine years long. Okay. okay. If you come in with a bachelor's degree already, then you do one to two years of philosophy based on how much you need. Yeah. And then you start doing theology those four years and get pulled out in the middle of your four years yeah. into a pastoral year. So you, either way, you get pulled out right before third theology okay. and do a pastoral year. And that's really when they want you to decide, like, are you going to go to ordination or yeah, is it time or to not? Yeah. yeah. And with Seth, it's so funny. We joke because he's godfather. We call Shane and Seth the kids' uncles. So when we yeah. pray for them, it's like Uncle Shane and Uncle Seth. And, yeah. um, and so we joke because he's like, by the time he, because he already had a master's in theology, but it was through <laughs> method. So we joke that he's going to be like father, doctor, uncle, godfather. Right. You know, like, so yeah. it's so funny. Um, yeah. That, and it always, I feel so bad, but all the time I'm texting him, I'm like, when is diaconate? Again? Yeah. When does this happen? When does, you know? Um, yeah. Because I, we're, we're hoping that, you know, God willing, he becomes a priest that yeah. he'll, he'll give the twins their first communion. So yeah. um yeah, super cool. But so my in-laws are still in Hampton, so we come back okay. all the all the time. Well, not all the time, probably about once a year. Um yeah. where are you now? We're in Louisiana. My husband's oh, okay. Air Force. Hi, sir. Hi. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's Father Dan. <laughs> so um yeah, so my husband's Air Force and we both went to Virginia Tech and he was in the Corps of Cadets, and then he uh, commissioned we've been we've been here the majority of the time okay. um and this is where my crossfit journey kind of started and um so i just want can you tell me a little bit you said that it was because you had first started you'd become a priest mm -hmm. and you're living somewhere and you wanted to do jujitsu but you couldn't find a gym yeah. so kind of like first impressions of crossfit like that kind of oh, story yeah. well so i mean gosh i don't think i could have picked a more perfect CrossFit gym for me to start at, like personally, yeah. um, almost like if the hand of God was in it or something, but almost, uh, you know, almost like that stuff happens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Providence, whatever. So, because where I lived at St. Joseph's in Hampton, uh, okay. So the, yeah, <laughs> my, uh, Brandon's God son, their family goes to St. Joseph's. So okay. yeah. So, Perfect. I mean, you know, exactly where it is. Exactly. Yeah. So um, you went to Buckrow. That's yes, the CrossFit gym you started at. And okay. <laughs> the, I mean, the beach is two blocks after that. You know what yeah. I mean? So like for me, this is perfect. I have the beach, I have the gym, I have my house and my work all within a mile of each yeah. other. Like, are you yeah. kidding me? I don't think I used a gallon of gas that year. That's awesome. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. So my first impression was like, it's a, a, well, I can't say that I didn't already have like a first impression because as I said my best friend had been doing it for years yeah so he would tell me about it like I remember when he got his first muscle up and you know he would tell yeah. me oh I did this today and I'm like well I rear naked choked someone today well right. you know like, yeah we're not talking the same language but not at all so I mean I I knew about it um but I had no idea how much I would enjoy it so mm -hmm. uh, I thought that I had found something so particular to jujitsu that like you weren't going to find in any Anywhere other community, else. no matter what. Yeah. And but yeah, like the people in the jujitsu community, I still talk to, you know, like yeah. I'm very involved in their lives, even though they live in Baltimore and I don't. Yeah. Um, and so like, I thought that that was just such a special thing that you weren't going to find it anywhere else. And then yeah. 
to walk into Buckrow Beach CrossFit. I literally actually almost wore their their sweatshirt today. Um, That's awesome. You know, it it just immediately felt like, okay, I feel comfortable. And I think a lot of that is, I mean, the owners of CrossFit Buckrow Beach, but also just having a coach, you know, like having someone who is there who mm-hmm. just because you walk in, they're automatically engaging with you and saying like, hey, what can I do to help you? You know, like, how yeah. are we going to make you successful today? Yeah. Uh, I liked that way better than any other gym experience I've ever had, because what do you do when you go into a Globo gym? You walk around awkwardly, you kind of lift some weights a little bit and you're like, yeah. am, I, am I doing it right? If I do this, do I look stupid? Like, yeah, what, there's no cool direction. Thing? Yeah, it's just, and there's so also negative. no kind of end goal, you know, yeah. and you can even like apply that to your faith. Like if you're just like going, cause, cause I want to know Jesus. But it's like, okay, why do you want to know Jesus? You know what I mean? Like, and I've had friends at CrossFit break that down. And that, that like, I mean, they use this in everything, in business, whatever. When you can break down that why to like the core. Yeah. You know, and it's, it makes, you don't need motivation for that. Discipline, yes. But like that why is what keeps you going. But you're so right. Like, there's something about that aspect that when you walk into a CrossFit gym and like, it's an unspoken rule that people, because they don't recognize you will walk up and, and say hi. Yeah. That's well, it's sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, you know, CrossFit Buckrow beach is an old seven 11. So just imagine in your head, the dimensions of a set, it's not a big place, you know, like, yeah. so I walked in and you're almost immediately walking onto the gym floor. Yeah. And I happened to be standing there in board shorts, a t-shirt and sandals and sunglasses. And the owner is standing there in sandals, fleos and a tank top. And she just looks at me. She's like, Hey, are you here to work out? And I was like, ah, I don't know. I don't think, I don't think so. I, have, I don't know. Yeah. I was like, maybe I don't have shoes on. I'm not sure. So yeah. But yeah. Like from that day, it was just community and, uh, there, there is something just so weird about punishing yourself physically for hours, yes. or even a short amount of time. And just like clarifying your place in the universe with reality. And I oh, see yeah. it, there's CrossFit memes, there's jujitsu memes where like, you know, the top panel is the guy going to class and it's just road raging at everyone. And the bottom panel, it's like, it's happy and everything's, and it says after CrossFit, after jujitsu, right? you know, like yeah. that cardio crushing, just humbling experience when you've had to pick yourself up off yeah. the sweaty floor. And oh, then you're absolutely. Like, Maybe and then you sign up for class the next day. That's what I always yeah. blows my mind. I'm like, and we all literally open our phones up and sign up for class the next day, like absolute yep. lunatics. Um, oh gosh, yeah. Yeah, and I, I, I joke about it because that's like my form of coping with life is making jokes. <laughs> but, but you know, I tell people like I call it like kind of a form of purgatory, like here on earth. Like it's this, you just get down to like the bare minimum grit, and there comes a point where like you get to decide if you're going to quit this workout or if you're going to mentally push yourself through it and pick it up one more time. And there's something so clarifying about like when you're in the depths of that suffering, just knowing like, pick it up and put it down, pick it up and put it down, you know, and it's mindless. It's it's beautiful. Yes. And um, it's, it's so beautiful. And when I, you know, I've been in therapy, I've been in whatever, 
And they always say like that amount of clarity. I tell people it's like meditation to me. And you would not look at it from the outside and say, she's meditating, but you know, like there's nothing, your mind is completely clear. It's literally do the next movement. And that's all I can think about. Um, Well, and so now take that and apply it to Advent and Lent, because this is exactly, exactly why they exist. Because everything we do in CrossFit is terrible. And in the moment that you're doing it, I mean, literally this last week, on Wednesday and then this morning's workout, I physically questioned myself. I was like, what am I doing? Why do I do this? Yes. I can stop at any time. Like I am the one making myself still do this. Yeah. This is ridiculous. What does that lead to? Well, as you said before, discipline. Motivation is is here or there. It's fleeting like the wind, but discipline remains. And so when you are, you allow yourself to be pushed, to be stretched, to mentally tell yourself that you must continue, even though everything in your body and mind is telling you, this is ridiculous. Yeah. And then the next time you go back to a workout, you're like, you know what? I did toast to bar a little bit easier today. I did a snatch a little bit easier today. I did. And so you've pushed yourself, you've become better. You've tempered yourself as like, I don't know, iron in a fire or something. Yeah. And like, you've become stronger. And so now when you are facing temptation, we want to do the same thing. We know that we fast because it is a form of, well, it's as close to temptation as you can get without being in the real moment, right? Like yeah. your body is telling you, you need to do X because I want it. You need to eat. You need to look at your phone. You need yeah. to turn the water hot in your shower. You know, you need to do this or we will die. But then when you don't die, what do you do? You train your mind. and your body to say, well, I am in control of this sack of flesh that I carry around on bones, not the other way around. So if everyone would apply the intensity of CrossFit to their faith, Advent and Lent would be life-changing, world-altering. Every single year. Except now all we do is give up chocolate, like maybe Monday through Friday. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. We, We had one of our priests, somebody, he's like, you know, who's giving up this? Who's giving up that? And he said he was talking to somebody and they said, I'm giving up cursing. And he was like, you can't give up cursing for Lent because you shouldn't be doing it anyways. I'm giving up fornication. Good job on doing uh, what you're supposed to already do. That's it. He was like, that's not the point. He said, the point is you're supposed to take away something good, (laughs) you know, or something that can be fruitful because that self-denial is ultimately what makes you stronger. And I think that's my transition into motherhood. I always tell people I have four kids and I had four kids within four years and everybody's like, Oh my gosh. I'm like, no, the first kid was the hardest because that's when I had to learn that I am not the priority. My, my needs were really most of the time just once, you know, and like just that ability to die to yourself is, um, is I, I think it's soul strengthening. And, you know, I think there's two extremes in our world. It's either all about the physical or all about the spiritual. And I'm like, no, we're like, God made his mind and body, mm-hmm. you know, soul and body. So like, you know, we've got people who may go to church every single Sunday and they're checking all the boxes, but are super gluttonous and can't care for themselves. You know what I mean? And so I, I try to find this balance of like, you know, God told us to take care of all of it. And my motivation used to be, I want, I want to get this PR. I want to get that. I want to get that. But I've started noticing, you know, as I'm getting older, <laughs> I've started noticing, you know, the people who can't kneel to genuflect when they walk in church. And so my why yeah. has really become like, no, I kill myself in that gym because I want to be the old lady who it, however long God allows me to live, can walk up and kneel in front of God, you know? Um, so 
Okay, so you talk about, is it Father Mike did the homily? I don't know. What are we talking CrossFit. about? Uh, the CrossFit, oh, the things yes. CrossFit on, for on. Catholics me, can learn. Okay. Let me go back to that last topic real quick because go for it. I just have a, a hope of concluding thought. Yeah. Um, you were saying it's hard to find someone who's either very spiritual and very athletic because we either are one or the other, right? Well, yeah. What does our faith teach us is that virtue is found in the middle, not on either. Not end, on either extreme. Right? Yeah. And I'm going to name drop someone that no one knows, but I just want to throw her name out there so people can pray for her. Her name is Sister Dominica. She is a Dominican, uh, Nashville Dominican. And okay. she was assigned to the school that I was the chaplain of my very first year. She's okay. not famous. She's not on the internet, but you should pray for her. Okay. She Sister said Dominica. Okay. Sister Dominica, like the order. Yeah. <laughs> um, she said Christ was the most integrated person there ever was. Like he was the perfect union of flesh and soul that could ever exist. And yeah. we are fragmented humanity in comparison to it, right? Because yeah. we have our, our fractured nature from original sin and then just our own traumas and our own whatevers that we amass along the way. Yeah. We fraction and partition our lives. Mm -hmm. But it is when you like melt everything together that you integrate all the parts of your life. You, you know, practice virtue, you get rid of vice, you're trying for holiness, not mm -hmm. just competency at existing. Yeah. And you are fully integrated and then you see the need. It's not a demand on your time that you must do that you don't want to do, but yeah. it's a desire of your heart because that is how you best honor God, right? I need to yeah. keep my mind sharp. I need to keep my body sharp so that like, if I'm not testing myself, if I'm not pushing myself, then I'm really not honoring the ability that God has given us in this body, you know? So yeah. yes, we are integrated persons and Christ is the most integrated person. So if we look at someone and say, well, all they do is pray all day. Okay. I'm sure they're holy, maybe, but yeah. like, are they helpful? Are they helping humanity? If you're, if your vocation is not silent prayer as a hermit or a cloistered nun, like yeah, maybe you should actually do and not just be, be. you know, like, yeah. yeah. So I don't know. That's yeah. my own. So one of my, like my, I've always been Catholic, but just, you know, just, we went to Holy Spirit in Virginia Beach. That's where mm -hmm. we went. And, um, it was very just, Funny though, you're box. not Filipino. No, I'm not. That's what everybody's like. No, I was a minority at my church. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we had like mass in Tagalog and stuff. Um, but we, uh, when I started CrossFit lane was my oldest was four years old, four months old. And I was looking somewhere to get fit. And I had seen CrossFit. I had seen it when I was in college. You know, it kind of appealed to me because I was a gymnast. Um, I like hard things. And I ended up calling every possible gym I could in the area, any gym, any type of gym, and just basically saying, do you have anything that has childcare? Mm -hmm. None of them did. And this one CrossFit gym, the owner called me back and he said, look, we'll be open with you. If you bring your four-month-old and it ends up being a problem, we'll let you know. But... I mean, we want you to get healthy, you know, like if that's mm -hmm. what you're here for. And so I brought him in his carrier and then he progressed to like the pack and play. And then he started climbing out of the pack and play. Mm -hmm. And, um, it was this very, I mean, it was hole in the wall, dirty, no AC, no heat, um, box that was like right next to a Purina plant or some sort of dog food plant. So like, as you ran the 200, you like oh, wanted to vomit. So you like ran back even faster. Um, and I remember the first workout, I almost threw up and it was like, it was a fundamental workout, you know, and there Air was something, push -ups or something. Yeah, it was like, yeah. something like, that. like <laughs> I almost vomited. And, um, 
and I remember, you know, just all these people being like, you can, you know, like you can do it. You can do it like cheering you on and wanting to get to know me. And I thought like, oh, wow, this is now becoming a community. This is not just about working out. This is now a community. And so we, through the years, you know, like my husband was deployed and I'm coming over the bridge to go to CrossFit and I run over something and my tire goes out and I'm stuck on the side of the road. And like, I called my CrossFit coach because those were the guys I had in my life. Mm-hmm. And they like canceled class for the day. All the guys came over, changed the tire, you know? Um, and that, that is something to me that, I don't know, really struck me like, okay, my soul really needs this community. But it wasn't until um, we had a priest at the cathedral randomly asked me one day, he found out I had worked with kids as a gymnastics coach. And he said, we really need somebody to teach confirmation. I said, okay, I, I mean, maybe. Exact same thing. Yeah, <laughs> kind of. But it was great because we did the Ascension Chosen series and I learned so much. Um, but as we were going through it, we had to do a retreat. And so there was one day my husband's deployed and I didn't come to CrossFit, which I was there every day. So everybody's like, where's Heather? And um, one of the girls were like, well, she had my son. And, she, and they said, why do you have her kid? She said, oh, she's, she's helping lead a retreat at the cathedral right now. And everybody in the gym, basically their response was, oh, she's a Christian because of my language that I use and the music I listen to and things like that. And it was really, really humbling for me, at least, to recognize I was not integrating those two worlds. I had my, I had my Catholic stuff over here, stay over here, Catholicism, and I had my CrossFit stuff over here. And there was no integrating of it. And I thought, I'm not living out the gospel if people I see six to 10 hours a week don't realize that I love Jesus. Yeah. And, and so that's, it, when I listen to you talk about this, this integration and how there's so many things the church can learn from the CrossFit community, it's so true, even in my own life, like me as a CrossFitter and me as a Catholic needed to learn from each other. Also, you know, there's, there's times where I don't want to go to the gym, but I get up and I go and I check the box and there's times where you're spiritually in a drought and you don't want to go to mass but you do (laughs) because it's the, it's the spiritual discipline. It's not motivation. There's some days I don't have motivation. There's a lot of kids. I don't want to get them up. Like, you know, but those two worlds need to collide because we are body and soul, you know? So, um, so I'd love for you to talk on kind of the homily you said you've given about the things Catholics can learn from, or the Catholic church can learn from CrossFit. Um, Yes. So, that that was not my homily. That was Father Mike Schmitz. Yeah. He's, okay. I thought you said you had given a version of that homily. Well, I have, but I, it was you know heavily paraphrasing what okay. he said, using his <laughs> points as like, hey, you all, these were great points, and I wasn't smart enough to think of them, but I'm well, gonna claim them as my own. Hey, you're admitting um, it though, so go but, ahead. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, and honestly, I wouldn't even phrase it as what the Catholic Church needs to learn from CrossFit. I think it's what the Catholic Church has always taught that CrossFit exemplifies and makes personal and real that people are finally recognizing or realizing. Yeah. Uh, Because like all we do is ask you to recognize that the certain truths in life, right? Like, hey, you're not the center of the universe. Well, it's really humbling when you walk into a gym and your one rep max is someone's warm up weight and you (laughs) think, wow, there's someone more powerful than me. That may translate in bigger ways. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. 
but in this aspect of community is huge. As you said, people who are a willing to go out of their way to change their plans, to help you in a moment of need that was yeah. unexpected, right? Like no one plans their emergencies. That's why they're called emergencies, but yeah. having a community that still responded in your time of need, that's beautiful. The yeah. accountability. And again, this is one of the points Father Mike makes, you know, the, the accountability, the stylized language, we are very cultish. And yeah, that's okay. <laughs> well, that's the root of the word culture, right? So, like, it's, not it's a, a bad Catholic. Thing. It's not necessarily a bad thing. When we talk about cults, we're talking about like people who are taking cyanide pills all at the same time, like things right. like that. That's not. But like the aspect of culture. I mean, everything you immerse yourself in has a culture. Yeah. You know, so whether that's the fitness world, the you know Catholicism, but you're right. I mean, there's a whole terminology mm-hmm. for both. Yeah, it feels like a foreign language. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, and you do have to decipher like what's on the whiteboard today. What does the Roman Missal say I need to do today? Why is it a different feast day? What are we, you know, there's all sorts of shorthand and stylized language. And, you know, you can talk to someone and be like, Hey, go take the Cruits and the corporal and bring them back to the credence table. And okay. They're going to know exactly what I just said. A non-Catholic is going to say other than the alliteration, what just happened, you know? Yeah, exactly. And there's, um, I help run the social media for our gyms, like our gym. And, um, and you know, we have our on-ramp classes that I'm advertising. There'll be people being like, well, I've worked out before. Why do I need to come? And I'm like, well, because it's a different language. (laughs) Like that's, I mean, we want to make sure you're safe, but also it's a different language. And it's funny because as I was listening to your podcast, I was like, oh, RCIA is kind of like on-ramp, you know, it's, it's walking you through, um, safely, you know, to be able to do these things. And people don't want to talk about, you know, that consuming the Eucharist and the state of mortal sin is, is not good. Um, Cause sometimes it's perceived like your parting gift for showing up and being here for an hour. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's kind of like, I was equating it in my head, like to a snatch, like you don't just allow somebody to walk in and do a snatch with 150 pounds over their head because that's dangerous. You know, and First just the of all, same- if they can walk off the street and do 100, I'm gonna let them do them. <laughs> yeah, whatever they then want. let them do it. Care. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I get your point. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you wouldn't, you yeah. wouldn't, um, because you, don't you start them care off for that person, yeah. you don't start them off unsafely. And um, and I think it's hard to conceptualize that spiritually because people, I mean, from the outside, they're looking at it, they're like, "That's just a piece of bread. How is that going to harm me?" Yeah. You know. But it, it's the it's the same thing. Um, you know, it's there's a progression. Well, even we take people in an onboarding or an on-ramp class and we say, here are the basic fundamentals of a lift. You have the rest of your CrossFit career that you must perfect all of these. Yeah. Go. Mm -hmm. And people do it. They say, okay, cool. Yeah, I'm going to work on my snatch. I'm going to work my power clean. I'm going to work on all these things that I never knew existed. I'm going to get better at it. And people in RCIA were like, hey, here's the bare minimum of what you need to know to be a Catholic. And they're like, great, got it. And then yeah. they never do anything again to ever further their faith. Mm-hmm. That's it. They're like, yeah. no, I got everything. I need it. Yeah. I show up, that's it. Yeah. I mean, where's the sense in that? You know what I'm saying? It's like, we do it also in preparation for marriage. Yeah. People love to prepare for marriage. And then once they get married, they're like, no, no, we're, we're already experts. We don't need to do any more. Yeah. Well, Okay, well, what other profession do you just stop learning in? Like none. Yeah, like well, how much sense does that make? It doesn't. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, I think maybe we can learn a lot 
or relearn or re-envision a lot from the crossword crossfit world yeah um, just in i mean pragmatics and practicality yeah um, okay, so you talked about the accountability. We've talked a little bit about the scalability. Mm -hmm. um, so just as a priest, what what would you say to the layperson? Like, what can we pull out of your experience, the experience of the CrossFit community for the layperson to be able to, like, even just a few points of like, yeah, do these things. Yeah. Um, to try to integrate this culture um, and this community into our churches that are so desperately needed because we have church, our church right now in the Bible Belt, but the church we attend is the largest church in the Shreveport Bossier area, and which is insane for being in the Bible Belt, mm -hmm. <laughs> and um, that a Catholic church is the largest community. Um, but there's not great things that come along with that, and I think it's that you lose the community. Um, so, as a priest, what would you tell the layperson? to be able to help to integrate this culture a little bit um, into our church communities? Um, well, first, I think there's an element of, it has to be a choice that you make. Like you have to, to choose to start yeah. something. It doesn't matter yeah. what you choose to start, but you must choose to start something. So whether that is, I'm gonna start something new in fitness, or I'm mm -hmm. gonna start something new in prayer. I don't care where you start, start. Yeah. because. It, one leads to the other. I have found so many spiritually illuminating things about CrossFit and vice versa. You know, yeah. like they are both applicable. Like I said, pushing myself into doing something that my body is saying, no, I don't want to do this. But knowing that I have the mental capacity to override that bodily response yeah. to get to a goal that I perceive as long as it doesn't like physically harm me. Yes. Well, that can be through both CrossFit and temptation. Yeah. I don't have to choose. I can learn one lesson and apply it liberally throughout my life, you know? Yeah. So um, there's just so much that can be gained, but not until you start. Yeah. So I don't care if your level of fitness is so garbage right now that standing up from the couch wins you. Yeah. Do it twice an hour, yeah. you know? Do you it have to start somewhere. Exactly. You're not going to be St. Teresa of Avila tomorrow you know what i mean like you have to start somewhere <laughs> yeah so and, and in prayer if you don't pray every day we'll start by taking a minute in the morning and a minute in the evening right yeah. like two minutes out of 24 hours it's not that long unless you're holding a plank so yeah you do two minutes yeah and you're going to want to do more it's going to lend you yourself to want there's to graces that come with it and it's the same way with physical activity yeah you know there's something about you that when you finish that workout your sense of accomplishment, you know, like the fact like, oh, I did persevere through that mm -hmm. hard thing. And that deepens the desire to like go back and get some more of that, you know, and that's the same thing with the church. Yes. And it bleeds over into other areas of your life. If yes. you are working out hard and you're getting PRs, what's the next thing that people always do? Change their diet. Yep. They think, well, I want to keep this party train going as big yeah. and bad as I can. Oh, what's the easiest thing? Eat clean. Great. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm going to start doing that. So now you're working out more. You're yeah. eating clean. And okay, well, what else can I do? Well, I think I'm going to try and sleep a little bit more because I haven't been getting a lot of sleep. Well, now yeah. you're recovering. Okay. So it bleeds over into all areas of your life, just like in prayer. Well, yeah. I've been praying. I don't really know a lot about the Bible. Well, let me read a little bit of the Bible. Actually, I think the Father Mike Schmidt's Bible in a year is one of the best thing for lay people to start. 
because Absolutely. the Bible is such a treasure that as Catholics, we have given up our birthright of scripture and just thrown it to the wind and say, this is not important. And it we comes have- alive. You, yes. you start realizing how much um, the mass is so biblical, you know, yeah. like that, that whole Catholics don't read their Bible thing. I'm like, no, like we read it in context and it's beautiful, you know? Um, we read the whole thing. <laughs> we read the whole thing, all of it, all the stuff you don't want to read either. Like, yeah. you know, um, yeah. Um, okay, so just start is your is your number one. Yeah, I mean, um, that, start anything. Just start anything. Yeah, yeah. if it's if going to be good. good for you. Yeah, if <laughs> it's good. start heroin, start. okay? <laughs> yeah, well, and, and I think too, it's almost kind of like recovery from addiction or whatever is like, there comes a point, the reason why I walked into that gym was because I felt so unhealthy. You hit this like area where you have to admit that you have a problem and spiritually that can happen too. You know, like admitting like, oh man, I feel like I know that God exists, but like, I'm not really doing or, you know, or the spiritual bottom where I have where people were like, oh, we didn't know you were a Christian, <laughs> you know? And, and those kind of things, those kind of bottom out moments are the ones that make you go, oh, that's what gives you the reason to start, to start something. And I think when you can look at saints and and the, the saints are a beautiful thing we have in the church, but they can seem very unattainable. Um, yeah. My mom actually had said to me maybe a couple of years ago, she said, I said, I just want my kids to be saints. And she said something to the effect of, well, they're all not going to be nuns. And I said, you don't have to be a nun to be a saint. She was right. like, yes, you do. They have to be a nun or a Pope. And I was like, no, you know what I mean? Like, so it's hard that like, as lay people, it's, it's the same concept. You can watch the CrossFit games and say, there's no way I will ever be able to do that. (laughs) And you can look at, you know, St. Ignatius and say, well, there's no way I'm going to be able to do that. Or you can look at the people around you who are striving for holiness, striving for a healthy lifestyle and say like, okay, maybe I can try to do that. Maybe I can Mm -hmm. just take a step in that right direction. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Uh, you, you get motivated by those around you. So if you absolutely. have people that are getting healthy and getting holy, mm-hmm. I imagine you would get one or the two, you know? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you're you going to kind of gravitate towards those things when yeah. that's what you're surrounding yourself with. And it's the same with the fitness community and it's the same with, you know, any the church community, community, any community. You are going yeah. to highly prize whatever your community values at the top and want to curtail your life to attain whatever that is. Yeah, I love it. I love it so much. Um, okay. We're, it's telling me I have two minutes left and I don't know what that means. And it's kind of scaring me. So I'm uh-huh. like, if this doesn't, cause my last recording didn't record, <laughs> I talked to this wonderful doctor for an entire hour and I still now have to admit that I can't pull the audio file from it for some reason. Ugh. So we're right. set a little prayer before this, but, um, okay. So you are on Instagram. Yes. What is it? It's just father Dan. How do you say? I think it's just Fr Dan Malaco. Okay, yeah. Malaco. Um. So, but I love it because, like, you and um Father Stephen, who's in Little Rock, Arkansas. He and I talk all the time. Oh like, my gosh! Literally, I love we him. talk on Instagram like probably a couple times a week. I love it. Um. He. Yeah. I just did a big CrossFit competition in here in Shreveport uh-huh. last weekend, and um my my check is right there. Can you see my? Nice. Got my second place. I was wondering if that was an oversized yeah. my kids have been using it as a placemat on the table i'm like i'm gonna get rid of that they're like no Mom. no we have to um, keep them forever yeah, forever but um yeah he's getting reassigned to little rock so he's gonna be closer to because shreveport is about 20 minutes from arkansas okay. and um and so i told him i was like well maybe next year you can do wad gods too and you can be the crossfit priest at, at oh. wad gods <laughs> yeah but um 
that. So between you no, and Father's a four Kevin, person I'm like, team. Think of me. Oh, well, there you go. It's a two person right now is what they <laughs> ah, have. Okay. But, um, but you and yeah, Father if we Steven. can find like a four person competition, I would. Or do you it. and Father Stephen can just go. How fun would that he be? He and I have talked about it. I'm just, I'm not on his level. Like he would have to scale down to. It doesn't and, matter. Yeah. It does. I mean, I did a yeah. scaled competition. I've been doing this for eight years, and I still did yeah. scaled. But we we rolled them. We rolled that scaled. Um, but, but yeah, no, I mean, but that's kind of the beauty of it too, is like, we were cheering on the woman who's been doing CrossFit for three months, as much as we were cheering on the elite competition group, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, it was super cool, but oh, yeah, no, it's only my pride because oh, he and I have absolutely. talked about doing a competition literally for like two years. That's and awesome. Now we, like, now we have to make it happen. Yeah. Well, I've also <laughs> talked about trying to compete with father Mike Schmitz, like against him, but I don't think that's ever going to happen either. So. That would be super fun to watch. I mean, all, ideally, all of you just dying. I would love a clerical CrossFit Games. That would be so would fun. Okay, guys, that was the super abrupt ending to Father Dan's podcast. I chatted with him afterwards. He's like, do I need to call back? Like, what do we need to do? I was like, I think we've covered the majority of what we have to do. Um, anyways, Father Dan was great. I'll put links for him. I'll put links to find a CrossFit gym around you if you're interested in it. I will put... Links for Father Stephen, who we talked about, um, Father Mike's podcast or YouTube video where he talks about the things the church um, can not necessarily learn from CrossFit, but that um, the church has within it, but maybe just needs to put into practice more. And um, any other links? Like I said, email me, holyhotmessmom at gmail.com with that screenshot of your glowing review and um, send me your address and I will mail you a sticker And um, yeah, let me know if there's anything you want me to chat here on the podcast. Thanks, guys. I hope you have a great day.